Blog Talk Radio. Radio.com. I am Michael Gardner, and join with me as always, creator of Beeflow360.com, the notorious, no, notorious Ben Florence. Beeflow, how was your Friday? How was your test today? It was, uh, it's pretty solid. I just got out of it, like, uh, an hour ago, and, uh, it's pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Very busy, action-packed, uh, AU Athletics Day today. Were you there at the, uh, I understand why you were taking your test. I was doing the, uh, the business decision, executive decision of either... Skip a class that doesn't take participation or attendance and work the men's soccer game at Bucknell. But uh, first off, a uh, quick uh, housekeeping. Once again, this is Fanatic Radio brought to you by Oddwalla. Remembering you to taste the goodness. And by the Ready You campaign from Procter & Gamble. He's Procter & P&G products a lot. Big fan of Old Spice. As will you be, Flo? Sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, once again, our resource at Ready You is a resource... That provides uh, content, experience, and solutions. Need to look and feel good, excel socially, get a job, and save money. Make sure to visit the ReadyU Facebook page to show your support. But before we talked yesterday on the uh, critically acclaimed show Sports Zone, absolutely previewing the uh, American University men's soccer game, and you said that it would be Bucknell. Uh, yes, I did. I felt not really confident, but I felt that we had a solid chance of taking out the Bison and. Uh, Turns out, I think I might have been right, actually. You exactly were right, Deeflo. We did win. We won 1-0, scored by lone goal, scored by Dale McDonald. It's actually the second time this year he has scored against Bucknell. Mm. And we actually got some uh, inside audio of him after today's win. Yeah, um, good. Well, the focus is always working hard. You know, you have to work hard. And, you know, um, in a game like this, there's not going to be that many opportunities, you know, so you have to be decisive in front of goal, you know. So, um, even it started for me even in practice. Um, this week training was different, you know. Um, whenever we, a simple mistake, a simple pass, you know, um, Tyler West would get on us, you know, trying to get us to be sharp as possible, you know. Um, but it, and it actually paid off because we were very sharp today and, um, the focus was not to give goals away, not not to um, give the ball away, you know, to keep it, and that's what we did, and to become successful. So we can talk about your goal a little. It seemed like it sort of came out the run of play. Yeah, well, um, I was a little bit down because I missed the first one, you know, and, and like like I said earlier, you know, I, I knew that not that m- many opportunities would be given in a game like this, you know. So, but um, I was still focused and you know keep going for the next one because the most important play is the next one, you know. So. Um, continue working and um, I saw the opportunity, the ball came and there's no way I could have turned so there's just one thing to do and I was just heal the ball back so, and that's what I did and um, apparently came up successfully, we got the goal and you know we moved forward from that. And so he 
scored the uh, lone goal, game one in the 13th minute, and American was able to hold on to defeat Bucks now. They will take on Lafayette Sunday at 1 p.m. The Leopards upset defending champ Colgate 1-0 the game after. Are you excited for that? Will you be there Sunday? Uh, hopefully. I uh, hope to be there on this Sunday. And, uh, yeah, big win today. And, uh, you know, you always got to be careful because when you go into a game, you're expecting going to a championship game, you're expecting to play someone else, and that team gets upset. A lot of times, teams will go in, they're like, oh, we're going to win, this team's really nothing. But you always got to go on, because if that team could be pulling off a little bit of run, a little bit of uh, November madness, if you will. Hey. So, um, but it should be a heck of a game on uh, this Sunday. 1 p.m. Make sure to check out to uh, Reeves Field. Uh, we'll stay, we'll Keep the uh, theme of college sports. College basketball does tip off this weekend. American University also tips off against Minnesota tonight. But I'm uh, thinking there's more big games along the uh, the grand scheme across the college landscape. But something, uh, people, you're very anxious to talk about today. It actually was broke this afternoon, I believe, that the Los Angeles Lakers have fired head coach Mike Brown. Yeah, it was broke in the... Uh They obviously came with big expectations, bringing in Steve Nash, bringing in Dwight Howard. They haven't gelled yet. Nash got hurt early. I really, I mean, I know a lot of people are thinking Brad should be fired. I think he shouldn't have been fired. It was too early. Had to give him more time. And I felt that they were just looking for a scapegoat right now, why they're not, you know, destroying the league. Yeah, because remember a couple of years ago, a few years ago, the Heat didn't exactly like the league on fire. At one point when they were going to be playing the Cavs, LeBron going back to Cleveland, they were actually worse than the Cavs. That was a crappy Cavs team. Cavs team. So it's just, you know, it's early. I like Mike Brown a lot, and I, I honestly think it's a mistake. I think it's too early as well. I'm agreeing with you on that beef club. I mean, as much as I don't like Mike Brown, I think he's an absolute loon. No respect to him. Probably a nice guy to have dinner with coffee and whatnot. Okay. But, um, I don't think he was ever a right fit for Los Angeles. Because uh, looking at the past coaches, other than Phil Jackson, uh, I think Rudy, uh, Tom, uh, his name is stumbling over me, Tom Zach, or... Wait, who again? Coach in 2004-2005 season. Oh, that was uh, Rudy Tomjanovich. Yes. Uh, not a very good Lakers team. Other than uh, Vladi yeah. Divog started at the tail end of his career. They had Brian Grant, uh, Chucky Atkins. Brian Exactly. So uh, they they didn't Lakers didn't do that well. Kobe Brown was very frustrated, and then of course Phil Jackson came back. They got Paul Gasol, they got Ron Artest, and they ended up playing very well. But I believe the team is good. Los Angeles is a good team. Uh, they're very good when they played my Dallas Mavericks, even though they lost opening night. Uh, I think the Mavericks are actually doing very well. I think one loss so far. Maybe not. Or maybe two losses. I don't know. But they were. Uh, they have all the pieces to make a very good team. You have uh, strong leadership in Kobe Bryant. I was going to say good point guard. Steve Nash, they mentioned that he's hurt. Uh, Dwight Howard, you know, they had someone that a younger, basically a younger version of Andrew Bynum, even though I'm pretty sure they're really close to the same age. Oh. And, but, um, Saul as well. That has a little bit of a mileage on him. Ron Artest. I'm not saying a very good bench, but, uh, David E. Banks still with the Lakers? I am not certain. Uh, David they have a very good core starting lineup. On the Lakers, but he was actually arrested for on suspicion of DUI. So when? 
like uh, the story was uh, came out like a couple hours ago that he was uh, arrested for DUI. The friggin' Evanks. Evanks is arrested. Mike Brown gets fired. Steve Nash is hurt. Like, well, you mentioned, though, that he, a lot of people, uh, pound up for that flow. Breaking news on FNAF Radio, you heard well, it first. I mean, other not, than, well, not really, but... On the airwaves. Yeah, well, yeah. Unless we beat, uh, Sports Talk. Better than Tech Talk, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, which, not uh... <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't think... I, I didn't see him as a very good coach. I saw him as someone that... He's like, he's like that guy that, um, knows he's not popular, but he, uh, decides to bake goods to be in, like, to be in touch with the cool kids, if you know what I mean. He's like, I'll bring, he's like, he's he's like that guy in the group project that doesn't really, that that, that works really hard, but doesn't really know a lot about stuff, isn't like someone to provide good information, but if he brings us, you know, chocolate chip cookies, and like, can we be friends after? Everyone's like, yeah, okay. Because apparently he showed up to the Lakers interview with like a 60-page binder full of plays and combinations and what to eat tailors to each Lakers player. Kind of like Tyler Tomei, of course. Exactly. Uh, Who, was say, he was very. I bet he's very excited that uh, AU men's soccer won. He, he must be. Had the doubts of a uh, zero-zero tie, possibly a penalty kick loss, but he did say American would pull it out. I believe, maybe, maybe not. But then, of course, when he was at the Cavs, he only won Coach of the Year because LeBron and them scored. I think they won like 65 games that season. LeBron James was going off in Cleveland, and. I feel, uh, feel like he didn't really embrace the big light scenario. I think he had it was a two-one series against Oklahoma City. Yeah, something around that. Close though. Uh-huh. And of course, and then the the Lakers Nuggets that went to seven games. Give credit to a good Nuggets team, but I think Mike Brown's an absolute goof. And it'd be interesting to see what do you think the Lakers will go from here. Um, uh, really not certain. They, uh, a lot of people are thinking that um. A lot of people look for possibly Jerry Sloan to go to, to L.A., which I think would be a great fit. You know, run the pick and roll with Nash and Howard. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. A lot of folks think uh, still have some people on thinking in cloud nine dreaming of uh, Phil Jackson making another return out of... Where's he in? Is, is he back in Montana? Hey, he's, he must be. But Montana uh, chilling. Apparently, recently, SportsGid reported that he was uh, supposed to be... Keynote speaker at a conference, and um, not sure when, but he's canceling. <laughs> so there are people like, oh, this must be a coincidence that he will be going to L.A., but uh, I'm not buying it. A lot of people are like, oh, maybe they'll finally hire Brian Shaw, who they wanted. He's uh, the assistant. Yeah, who Kobe wanted, but he's at Indiana, and it doesn't seem like they're going to be there, so... They're looking right now for a, a long-term fit, uh, but uh, not certain who it could be. But if they can get Jerry Sloan, and he's probably interesting because I believe he's interested in the Charlotte job, Ew. which shows how uh, I love their reaction <laughs> that he, de- he definitely is looking for a good job. So, Sloan's a good coach, though. Oh, great coach. Very good coach. I heard a leak of uh, Mike D'Antoni, but I have yeah, no oh idea. yeah, that's another name I, I forgot about. No idea how that would end up. Uh, well, he's a good coach. Uh, we reunite him with Steve Nash as well, mm-hmm. so I'll be interested to see. But uh, big news in in the NFL or NFL NBA. Uh, do you have anyone? Do you know anyone that lives in Houston? Do I? Any friends, um, no. acquaintances. I know uh, one person, a family, a family, a family friend of mine that lives in Houston. Apparently, a very good city at this time of year to be living in. When the Astros are done, 
baseball for the uh-huh. rest of the season. So no uh, paper bags over the heads. Two, uh, shout-out to Houston Dynamo for upsetting the uh, Sporting Kansas City to make it to the semifinals, or Eastern Con- or semifinals of the MLS Eastern Conference Finals to take on our own D.C. United. Well, there you go. Also, the Houston Texans, I think, believe, are the best team in the AFC. <laughs> and, of course, to segue back into NBA, the Houston Rockets are apparently the, one of the hottest teams in basketball, courtesy to a guy named James Harden. Yep. b did you have any idea that the Bearded Wonder would go off and score 30-plus in pretty much every game he's had since putting on a Rockets jersey? I did not. I did not at all. I mean, because I thought... I thought Harden was a very good player. I thought he was a little overrated because, you know, with the thing with the Thunder, and I noticed that with this with uh, Jeff Green a few years ago, Jeff Green's really not that good. Still Jeff, the Celtics? Yeah, yeah they're they're right, yeah, they gave him a lot of money, and I'm like, not that good. But everyone loves everybody on the Thunder. That's why you still hear people that think, oh, maybe uh, Durant's better than Brown. Well, clearly not. But uh, I thought he was a really good shooting guard, one of the best in the but I didn't. I didn't think he was max worthy. I didn't think he was the guy that could carry team. But it looked like I may be wrong because he has been unbelievable in Houston. Yeah, of course, Oklahoma City apparently has gotten better as well with Kevin Martin. Mm, yeah, he has clicked. They have. They have clicked as well. But uh, do you see Houston being a, a legitimate threat? We had our NBA preview oh, two weeks ago on the Tavern Show. Uh and you sort of frowned on Houston. Yeah, I didn't think Houston would be good at all. I thought it was a very young team that they were playing for next year, trying to get somebody. And they could still end up making a move. I don't know if they're a playoff team yet. I could see them maybe as an eight seed. Not a whole lot because, I mean, yeah, Lynn and Harden have been playing really well. But you got your center. They gave a lot of money to an Amar Seeks, an awesome defender. But he and he does not have any sort of game like offensive game besides at the hoop, right in the paint. He's shooting thirty seven percent from the field. Just think about that. Who is? Amir Asik. Oh, the guy from the Bulls. Yeah, the center. Scrub. Yeah, and he's got well, he's not a scrub, but I mean, offensively his game is atrocious and he's a post guy. Post guys should never be shooting like thirty seven percent, which is bad for a point guard or any guard. Just atrocious. I'll tell you another center who shot that poorly as well. Eric Dampierre. I have no idea if he's still in the league or not. I think he is. But um, he is not doing well, even if he is. I remember when he was with the Miami Heat, there was... Actually, let me, let me check that. Right now he's averaging six and a half, 14 boards, which is really good. Uh, a little more than a block. But, yeah, he's shooting 35%, so even worse. So, so he's still with the Heat. He has uh, Amir Asik? No. Um, oh, Dampier is on... Uh, You're saying Asik stats? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Dampier is on uh, Atlanta. Oh, boy. So. When he when he was starting center last year with the Heat, he was the, uh, apparently he was the worst starting center in points in terms of re- averaging rebounds and points, apparently in NBA history. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, center for, he didn't get a lot of minutes. He only in Miami played like 15, 16 minutes a game, even though he started 22 out of 51 games that he was playing. But, like, you know, with with Miami, you know, that's the deal. So even with bad post play, are you buying or selling the Houston Rockets? I am buying that they're better than I thought they were. I'm still selling on the playoffs as of right now. 
It's still it's only right, been December yet. Yeah, we're not even we're not even halfway through November. Yeah, but uh, how, what is halfway through November? It's my brother's birthday on the thirteenth. There, there you and go. Then Thanksgiving. You did anything for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm going home. And uh, oh, back to Jersey. Going back to New Jersey. Uh, family party. We we don't know where it's going to be this year. So, but um, yeah. Party of the flow, very party of the flow is very nice. Oh, it's always wild. <laughs> but I uh, will stick with Houston, and we'll segue into. Actually, no, we'll stay on the NBA. Did you hear about this thing about Joakim Noah, the whole three pointer? I have not actually heard about that. I overlooked you uh, looking up a link about that. But um, yeah, I have not seen anything about it or watched it at all. Right well, apparently the Bulls great. the Bulls have this promotion where if they get 100 points, much much like what every, uh, every major franchise does, if you score 100 points, you get something free. So the Bulls is a partnership with McDonald's, and they do a Big Mac. So the Bulls are trailing. Uh, Bulls are winning 99-93, a three and a half, a little, a little under four seconds left. Joakim Noah decides to take a three pointer in order to get over 100 oh to win the fans. Big Macs, and Tom Thibodeau commented and said that he's talked to him about it, but it was going to keep it private. Beeflo, for the sake of Big Macs, because I know you're a Five Guys fan, not hating on the Big Macs. Would I you, like Big Macs. Would you, do, would you have you, shot... What are you assuming? Where, where are you getting your information from? Tell us Okay. Would you shoot a three-pointer for Big Macs? Would I? Yeah. Yes. Even if you're winning? Sure. Uh, well, why not? I mean... It, I mean, you're just asking me. Joe Kim, no, absolutely not. He's not a guy that should ever shoot a three. He has not very much offensive game, but, uh, you know, if it were me, I'd have a problem with it. I don't, you, have a, you have a wicked left-handed hook shot, though. That That is not true. Uh, When's the last time you played that? Are you, are you watching it right now? I know. I'm, I found a clip of him shooting a three, nailing one. Five years ago against Georgia when he was at Florida. Five years ago, he was playing. Uh, I think he'd be playing against Troy Brewer then when he was a freshman. Might have been. Yeah, this game against Georgia. Trying to find a clip from last night or whatever this was. It was on the seventh. But that's pretty much how the Bulls season has it going. Derrick Rose isn't back yet, is he? Oh no! You kidding me? He's back now. Saw him in the Adidas commercial. Yeah, but that's him like coming back. Not now. He's not coming back until like. March. But with a, I guess it's a little bit of half of a month into NBA play, what are some, other than the Houston Rockets, what are some of the big things that have surprised you? Um, I have been surprised with how good the New York Knicks have been. The New York Knicks right that's now right. That's, that's a good have been really impressive. I'm really surprised because, I mean, it's only three games. But because I thought they'd be a good team, not a great team, better than they were last year. But if they've been Looking really good. Jason Kidd, I'm stunned. He actually is looking, still looks like a player. Rasheed Wallace, a friend of mine who's a total Knicks homer, is like, oh, Rasheed Wallace is looking good. I'd have to see for myself on that one because I'm not buying it. But, uh, yeah, really surprised with what the Knicks are doing. Also, another team I'm surprised with that are playing well right now, Minnesota, 3-1, and one, without Rubio and without Kevin Love. So. We said they'd be a good team, though, in NBA preview. Well, I thought they'd be good if they'd hang. They, had, they didn't lose love for them. Six weeks. But, you know. Do you know another person who's happy with the Knicks who did well? What? 
So do you know someone else who is very happy that is uh, happy the Knicks are doing well? Uh, good friend Jaron Berman. Exactly. Writer of uh, Beckett's of uh, Broadway. Oh, God. Good accent, huh? Absolutely. Uh, apparently you got into a little... Beckett's uh, of uh, Broadway. Do you think the... uh the, an idiot. Do you think... We're just throwing it out there. The Knicks would keep this up. Or do you um, think old age, as a lot of people predicted, will yeah. slowly catch up I with them? I think they'll be still around. I still maintain my prediction of, like, probably 46 and 36 about. They are 3 no this far, but I don't think they're an elite team in the conference. I think they are a good middle-of-the-road uh, 4, 5, 6 club, which I still ultimately think that's where they will be. So I think I've been impressed. I think they've been very good, but I don't think they've... Uh, They'll be able to keep it up long for a whole while. They're doing a very good job, though. But we'll take a quick break here on Fanatic Radio. When we come back, we'll talk college basketball as finally regular season or non-conference action has begun, including Flo, who's very excited that college basketball will be taking place on a ship once again. Yes? Yeah. Why doesn't AU get on a ship? I, I don't know. We'll get on CBS Sports Network or Comcast. AU loves Comcast, apparently. Very true. Last year we had a uh, Buck Hansen Chenier, the guys who do the Wizards games, do a few uh, AU games during the uh, NBA lockout. We'll talk that. We'll get to our favorite uh, segment of NASCAR, Tweets and Flow. More heading your way. Stay with us. You're listening to Snack Radio on blogtalkradio.com.
My swag costs a grand and your man been broke, he ain't never reach a grand. And when I'm in the club, watch the groupie stand by. My cell phone tap, so I use Wi Fi. Welcome back to Snack Radio here on BlockTalkRadio.com. Shout out to uh, Young Merc, uh, rapper from Florida. I have no idea how old he is, probably 16, 17, 18, 19, in that range. Actually, uh, it's a very good remix to the uh, song we're playing right now of Rack City, that song that uh, Tyga of Young Money Cash Money made. And then he uh, originally got discovered by me because I saw that the remix was um, Tyga featuring Nicki Minaj. I thought that would be a very good, interesting remix, uh, being I'm a very big fan of uh, hip-hop music. But uh, apparently it was this guy, and usually I hate songs like that, covers, etc., because I... Because I'm always a fan of, like, if someone wants to do a cover of Springsteen, I'll always go, oh, who sung that song? And they'll be like, oh, Bruce Springsteen. I'll be like, uh, it's better when he sung it. Do not like when other people, of course, I'm always a fan of people singing in the shower or whatnot or having the occasional tune. But when they post it on YouTube and try to get discovered, try to be the next Justin Bieber, who's actually signed by Adidas. So shout out to him, endorsement for uh, Three Stripes. What? I know, right? He was in, apparently he was in D.C. We missed him. Oh, what a shame. Oh, well, Dylan Schultz's favorite. But, true. Um, Very true. So yeah, it, it, it actually very good. I hooked him up on Twitter. I said I was gonna. I actually hooked him, had him up on Twitter last year and, and said uh, one of these days in the show we were gonna play his remix. And there we go. You can actually find it. We actually we were supposed to queue up uh, average white band picking up the pieces, but uh, for your fans out there, we will. If you are good and uh, behave yourselves, we'll bust that out as well. But once again, this is Fanatic Radio. I've been Florence Michael Gardner. Uh, listen to the podcast on iTunes if you want to listen to Dale McDonald's thoughts on his game-winning goal against Bucknell as American University men's soccer takes on Lafayette Lads in the final of the Patriot League tournament this Sunday at Reeves Field on the campus of American University in the nation's capital in the United States of America at 1 p.m. for the international listeners because it has to be some because we're on the internet, you know? Yep. Stream live with the podcast. You can listen to it anywhere. I also get b thoughts on Mike Brown. My thoughts on the biggest goof in the NBA. But once again, uh, Fanatic Radio is sponsored by Oddwell, reminding you to taste the goodness in the Ready You program from Procter Gamble. Reminding you to go to the Facebook page. Search Ready You on Facebook. And once again, it's a resource that provides content, experience, and solutions. Need to look, feel good, excel socially, get a job, and save money. Visit the Ready You Facebook page to show your support. It's Ready You from Procter and Gamble. I use Old Spice, and I'm trying to think. And uh, G- Gillette's part of Pop PNG, right? Uh, I want to say yes. It has to be. Cause I'm, I'm trying to think of all the Olympic commercials they showed. Very good, sentimental, heartwarming Olympic commercials. I have yeah, no. They, li- are, they are practice. Hey. For the win. But uh, Flo, something uh, you posted on the blog. How's the blog going, by the way? Yeah, blog's going very well. I see, you, I well. see you crunching out a uh, Mike Mike Brown. Any other uh, things you say on the blog that you're not gonna? Uh, you want to give a little preview? Yeah, Mike Brown preview. Yeah, I'll talk Mike Brown. Maybe it could be uh, potential hire. Yesterday I talked about uh, why Kentucky should hire Bobby Petrino for football. Yep. No, really? No, they're gonna hire him for uh, replace Calipari. They'll make Calipari the potential, baseball coach. Potential scandals, you know? Hey. Could be on the horizon. Hey. They nailed the uh, Harrison. Very hush hush down low. No. Hey, hey, what's that? I'm gonna get into a situation. Met very nice guy. Very mis- for me, very misunderstood. Met Calpar. As my, because he is a good friend of Fran Priscilla. Who, uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Good, 
good friend of mine will be doing big Monday games on ESPN with Brett Musburger. So that should be a circus in itself. But, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been a lot of respect for California. As, as the famous John Gardner said, brother of mine, it's not that he is, uh, you know, has dirty hands. He has just found ways to win by beating the system. Needless to say, he comes out, sells the idea that he's, I'm going to get you to the NBA. And I think it's fair to say he has also has had an Olympian, Anthony Davis. He's been doing relatively well. He was out the other day with a head injury. I think it was a concussion or something like that. Yeah, him and Austin Rivers have been doing very well in New Orleans. And Flo, you called it and said the Hornets were going to be a team that on the rise. I, I agree. I felt they would be. Uh, they've got a fair amount of talent. Got a great coach. Now they've got stability with an owner. And uh, it was a team I really looked at and thought, oh, they could, they could surprise some folks. You know what else is down south in that southern part of the region? The Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons. People, uh, you posted, uh, I believe it was this week or last week, your NFL midseason awards critically acclaimed by members of the Internet. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, yeah, so that was my uh, post that. On uh, Monday morning, I'd worked on it over the weekend, and uh, yeah, so I'll post. So what are your uh, predictions, I guess, for off of, I guess for league MVP is something that a lot of people MVP, look at. MVP, I really thought about going with J.J. Watt from Houston. Ooh, a defensive? A defensive yeah. player who's been that awesome. But I ultimately went with uh, Matt Ryan. He's been great this year. He's uh, been, you know, the best team in the league thus far. And, you know, he's done, you know, win every way, blowouts. Uh, having a survival late like they did against Oakland when he came back after three picks and then was able to leave a game-winning drive at the end. And I really think he's the most valuable player at this juncture. Even better than uh, your boy Aaron Rodgers. Yes, because I think that Rodgers was uh, inconsistent at some point this year. Packers had some losses that we uh, game we shouldn't have lost in Indianapolis. Definitely turned around this year. He's been definitely been great of late. And the statistics have shown that he's been as good as ever. But, uh, you know, that's the deal. But the way the Atlanta Falcons have won these games, are you surprised that they are 8-0, and the only undefeated team left in the NFL? I am. Um, I think that of teams I thought would be – I thought the Falcons would be solid this year, 10-6, and I believe. 10-6, uh, five fans that picked them with the Super Bowl last year, and that didn't work out well. But, um, yeah, so I'm a little bit surprised, but I thought they were a good team, and I thought they could potentially do some damage in the postseason. Of course, we're only halfway through the season, so who will know what happens down the stretch, but, you know, that's what I think. Only halfway during the season? The NFL season's too long. That's just me. Maybe it's too long. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it should be over by now. Four months. Over by now? It's been two, I, two I mean, months. like, oh, yeah. Well, it's not even December yet. Yeah. Maybe because I haven't watched enough NFL. Yeah. I've been growing in the world of athletics and school. Yeah. Shout out to my mom on that. I'm going to class. Not today, though, because AU Athletics needed me. Knight in shining armor to watch American win. Of course. Lafayette. You are Sunday. shining right now. Yeah, I'm wearing AU Polo. We have volleyball tonight. Very important match. Uh, take on league leading Colgate, which has been a very surprising team. The fourth seed last year in tournament. It's amazing how much, I guess, uh, the season turned you around. But uh, you know someone who's not on the Atlanta Falcons bandwagon. But first off, I'm surprised as well. I wouldn't say six losses though. At least about three or four because they were very, very good last year. Yeah. I think end up, end up losing to your Packers, I believe. Who the Giants? The Falcons? Yeah. No, they lost to the Giants. Yes. 
How is it? Giants, Packers, NFC. Giants played the Packers. Yeah, beat the Packers. But because yeah, it was very surprising that uh, New York or Atlanta went up to the Meadowlands and lost because uh, Atlanta was so red hot towards the end of the season. Matt Ryan's been very solid. Uh, key contributors to the team of Roddy White and Julio Jones. Probably one of the best tandems of wide receivers apart from uh, Keem Nix and Victor Cruz. I don't know, Ray Liotta, his play wide receiver. Ray Liotta? He's a guy from Goodfellas, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I can see him as an MVP. I'm surprised your bold prediction of J.J. Watt, because they usually don't give out defensive. Yeah. Much like, much like defensive players don't really necessarily win the Heisman Trophy that much. Yeah. As a Tyler Tamea, quick to, quick to know who the last defensive player Charles Woodson. And he was like, oh, he played, oh, he returned punts and played wide receiver as well. He always rambles up that spiel. We'll get to him and his Notre Dame fighting Irish later in the show. But you know someone who's not on the Falcons bandwagon? The great John Madden. Yes. He said on his Sirius XM radio show, Madden Football, which is a very creative title, of course. Uh, I guess it's pretty much like the video games or whatever. He says, I think, he says they are solid. Thinks they have solid players, solid on offense, solid on defense, the whole thing. They play very well as a group, as a team. But at this halfway point, much like what you said, B-Flo, don't know if they could stay undefeated. They have the best record, but I'm not ready to say, okay, their Super Bowl is there, they're world champions. Because looking at the Atlanta schedule now, could they potentially lose a game? Falcons, I actually have them losing this Sunday. Ooh. To this, uh, the Saints going to New Orleans. That was a tough place to play. The Saints are rolling right now. I like the Saints in an upset. Yeah, because a lot of people had them down, especially how yeah. bad they did. Of course, yeah, like, and the, uh, they actually talked about us on that great uh, saying with the red zone where everyone except somebody, I don't know who, was poo-pooing the whole idea of a Falcons loss this weekend, but those kids are more out. Except for Aaron. Speaking of the red zone, though, um, your boy Dom King, he had, because it goes back to your uh, uh, midweek, mid season awards, uh, Rookie of the Year made a bold prediction saying that Doug Martin, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back, is going to win it. You think otherwise, though. Yeah, it's nonsense. He said that Doug Martin was going to be Rookie of the Year, and I thought, well, I mean, what about, you know, Robert Griffin or Andrew Luck? He played very well last night, by the way. Absolutely. And either one, they're going to win. One of them is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's not a question. It that's that's what's going to happen. They both have been very good thus far. Andrew Luck could be leading Colts to the playoffs, which I was stunned by because I thought they were going to be crap this year. They both have been great. Andrew Luck's had a few good uh, uh, some really good weeks, a lot of big passing numbers of late. Uh, three and Robert Griffin's been electric on the ground too. But um, I mean, don't they've, had t- they've had tough breaks this season. They have. Yeah, and. Doug Martin, no question about it, has been really good this season. And he's coming off an unbelievable game against Oakland. But let's not put too much stock, which he definitely was, in that one game where now he's like third in the league in rushing. Because um, he rushed for 250 yards and four touchdowns against a relatively mediocre defense. Like, he was definitely putting way too much stock in because I guarantee that the offensive rookie of the year will be Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin. I'd be stunned otherwise. But Everybody course, in school thinks I'm a freaking idiot because of you. Dom, sale release, uh, says Doug Martin, we think otherwise. Yeah. I'd, def- I'd like to say uh, 
course, for Robert Griffin, he's had very tough breaks this season. Yeah. Because he got uh, one game, he got hurt. Uh-huh. And I think they lost. Yeah. Uh, one of the games, second or third game of the season, they had a unsportsmanlike conduct call, forced the field goal to go back, and end up missing it or end up getting blocked. Uh uh-huh. And then the game, one of the games, they had a late, t- late, late, uh, late game drive, scored. Giants it was, yes, because then Victor Cruz caught a touchdown pass like 20 seconds later. So the Redskins could easily have been a top team as well, controlling yeah, that league. The Giants are first place in that division, aren't they? The uh, New York Giants are by uh, a couple games. So the Cowboys are trash. The uh, Eagles are trash. I'm not hating on Philadelphia or Dallas, my home city, but they're just not doing very well. Of course, Dallas could have easily beaten the Giants as well the last time they played in Cowboys Stadium. If Des Bryant have a good set of hands both on special teams and offense, and look, it gets hurt, you know? It's uh, karma for you. Karma, a nice little uh, tinfoil package. But no, a team is not doing well, and I'm finally going to say this this year. The Kansas City Chiefs. You think, Scott, uh, you you put Romeo Cornell on your list of coaches that should or have their job on the hot seat. Yep. But um, statistically, this team has been a nightmare, haven't they? Absolutely. They have been awful this year. They've actually at no point led a game in regulation. Because the only game they won, they won at the horn on a field goal. Well, they, t- yeah, they tied the Saints. I remember watching CBS. I believe it was Jim Nance on the call. Yeah. Tied no, the- I know. It was Greg Gumbel. And, uh, yes, Gumbel. Gumbel the Gumbel. Tied the Saints on a field goal after uh, originally uh, Lamar, uh, Lamar, Jamal Charles fumbled. Or it was knee was down and everything. But uh, they, they, the, the Saints guy picked it up. Of course, all of the Superdome was rocking. Sadie's Ben Superdome. Shout out to sponsorship there. Yeah. As I've learned that in my sports marketing class. We're taught by a bunch of goons. Other than Chris Hudgens, who actually knows what he's doing. The other guy, not so much. We had a very good guest speaker, though. Jimmy Lin. Uh, name, I'll probably keep closing dear to my heart, because apparently he has a thousand connections on LinkedIn. But he knows the stuff. He knows the future of the world. But the Saints uh, took it back, called it back, because they replay every uh, because they replay everything in the NFL nowadays. Uh, she kicked the field goal. Tied it. Ended up winning the game. And this is actually a shout-out to uh, my dad, my old man, as opposed to the old man from Beeflo. He says, uh, Matt Castle has only passed for six touchdowns, while the Bears, because he's a big Chicago fan, because he has family up in Chicago, so the Bears' defense alone has returned seven passes for touchdowns. And like you said, the Chiefs have not led once this season and have the worst... Uh, turnover ratio in the league right now. Who's this again? Kansas City. Oh, yeah, that's right, because uh, Matt Castle's been throwing interceptions left and right. Brady Quinn got in there. He was throwing interceptions around. The team is just an absolute mess right now. Looks like they could be cruising toward the top pick. And if they get a chance to possibly draft someone like Geno Smith, they may, get, uh, they may lure uh, Chip Kelly from uh, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, you were talking about that yesterday. Any more uh, follow-up to that? Just a rumor or... Well, it's uh, look like, you know, he did bu- come very close to uh, taking on the uh, the Buccaneers job, which he rejected last minute. But then ultimately he would uh, he decided to stay. But there are rumors that he's definitely looking at the NFL and maybe if they won the national championship that he would leave. Really? Yeah. Do you think, would he bring his offense to the NFL? Absolutely. That'd be so crazy, though. Because Bill Belichick's taking some pieces of the Oregon offense. And there we saw the Wildcat get popular a few years ago, so, you know, why not? 
But uh, we talked about sports. Uh, and on sports, we talked about the Oregon Ducks. Do you think they could run the tables and make the national championship? How how good is the team? I saw they won what sixty two fifty one against USC. Yeah. Uh, pretty high scoring game. They've blown the doors off everyone they've played. They're le- they're they are too legit to quit, aren't they? Yeah, the Oregon Ducks. You you may say that. You may say that, but um. Yeah, so I think that there, there could be a question with their defense down the stretch, but and they've got whoever they're going to be playing the UC uh, the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Nobody's quite sure yet because how inconsistent. USC has been. It could be them, could be UCLA. But uh, and then they got a big game in a couple weeks against uh, uh, Oregon State. Their in-state rival has been very good this year. So it actually takes on Stanford this weekend. Yeah. At Stanford, on Fox, Oodles of Gus Johnson will be on that call, hopefully. You will? Uh, I don't think so. You're going to do a Big 12 game? Uh, you'll be doing whatever the primetime game is. Let me pull that up. Right now, because I believe that is not a primetime game. Oh. But Stanford could beat Oregon State, and Oregon State could come out, you know, frustrated. But where is the uh, civil civil war is in Oregon this year? Uh, civil war. I'm not totally certain. I'm looking it up right now. But um, yeah. Needless so. to say, Oregon's gonna win. It'd be interesting though to see how the VCS sort of blows up with this, because another. Uh, yeah, the game is in Oregon. Okay, they're gonna win that. Two weeks. There's no way Oregon State can come out of the house. They're too good, too. Uh, Barner, the running back. Oh, yeah. He said rush for 300-plus yards. Yep. Five that touchdowns. Is, that is a buck 50 and change. Five touchdowns. Because even without um, Jermichael, what's his name? Uh, Michael James. Lil Michael James. Yeah, shout out to the other Michaels out there. So he uh, incorporated my name, but also added a lot to it. If I did that, I'd get disowned by my family. But uh, when he gra- left early because he was a junior, a lot of people were saying, oh, how are Oregon going to respond? And they pretty much have not let up since. Interesting that Chip Kelly would be considering the NFL. I'd love to see that offense and work, uh-huh. especially with an NFL team, because a lot of it's you know under center, or the teams that try new things are usually the uh, laughing stocks of the league. But whatever. Big college football this weekend, though, Flo. Any games particular on your mind other than that Oregon-Stanford game? You also mentioned on uh, SD last night uh, Arizona State has a pretty legit shot of catching up in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. They will face USC. Alabama plays Texas A&M, which is a game that's just very interesting because Texas A&M has not done that bad in the SEC so far. Um, yeah, the Texas A&M has been very, very good this year, although they lost to... Um, LSU, of course, and then they lost to um, Florida. They lost to Florida, and I, 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 I'm not seeing any sort of upset this week against Alabama. But it could be a fun, certainly a fun game to watch, and maybe, maybe Alabama. You know, last game was pretty tight, so uh, remains to be seen what may happen. So, you know, what else is happening this week? College basketball finally starts. And you are very excited about one particular game that is on the ship in San Diego. Yeah, the uh, Midway Classic on Origin on Saturday, but on Sunday, this weekend, it is going to be Syracuse and San Diego State. Pretty good game. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. Who are your, uh, your, your early favorites to do well? I mean, 
I guess despite the Kentuckys of the world and everything else. But um, looking at games, who are some of the teams that you expect to be sort of the big players in college basketball? Are you buying Indiana being the number one overall? Uh, I'm not. I'm not certain yet. I do think it's going to be a pretty wide open year. I think you know they got Zeller. They've got a very strong team. Love Tom Crean. Um, but uh, so it should be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, I think they'll definitely be in the mix. A lot of people like Louisville after the little Cinderella run they did last year. And they returned pretty much everybody. So I really think it could be. It really an open year because I'm not seeing teams at the top that I really love. Well, there's a few games this weekend that everyone should watch out for. Obviously, the American Minnesota game. I'm just kidding. Of course. Do we give do we give them the time of day? We give them air time though. We get we love getting shoutouts on this show. Uh, the Midway Classic with Flo is mentioning San Diego State Syracuse. Steve Fisher and a surprising San Diego State that has lost a lot of good players over the course of a few years. Quarry Leonard being one of the major ones. You know, is doing pretty well in. NBA for the Spurs. Take on a Syracuse team. Bayheim coming up a gold medal with the U.S. Olympic team as an assistant coach. Losing a pretty much a pretty solid core of heavy firepower. Fab Mello, who was the leading rebounder and block and shot blocker. Uh, Dion Waiters, who was a good fresh uh, either a freshman or a sophomore. They do get Brandon Trish back, and that's pretty much it. Maybe Deontay Christmas. I don't know, or that guy on Syracuse. Eric Wilkinson. Eric Wilkinson. Have you Apparently, he's making a cameo next week on a sports zone. No, yeah, that was not true. You really thought that was legitimate? Well, knowing him. Yeah, that was not. I made that up. I wonder how he's doing. I wonder how he is doing. That's a great question. Let's say during the week. Another exciting game uh, as well is Georgetown, Florida. Yeah. Uh, shout out to David Allen, an alumni of my high school. Uh, was a sophomore and I was a senior. It's a walk on, so I obviously won't see much court time. Maybe he will. Could be a blot. But a Florida team where their starting point guard will not be playing. Apparently, I'll violate a team rules. So, Georgetown returning uh, Otto Porter and uh, Markel Stark. Such a very exciting game. I agree. Uh, UConn, Michigan State. This is a UConn team without uh, Jim Calhoun for the first time in a long time. Yep. Uh, Shabazz Napier, a very good player for the Huskies. And uh, they're still on probation, though, aren't they? They, uh, not yet, but they certainly will be shortly. And uh, two interesting games, which we have uh, wonderful sound bites from our investigative reporting. Uh, first one, Kentucky-Maryland, first basketball game, college basketball game played in the Barclays Center, which uh me and I ended up uh, getting into Maryland Media Day. This is what uh, head coach Mark Turgeon had to say on playing in that game. Yeah, I know guys, the guys are pretty focused. They're excited about that game. You know, I, I think 
tournament environment, you know, big building, NBA arena, national TV, neutral, you know, fans from each school is going to be a lot of fun. That's the, the, the things that you guys dream about. So it's going to help prepare us, you know, for the league, you know, Johnson, do you want him to win the chase? Are I you mean, a bad Brad fan? Uh, 
I am a, I do consider myself a little bit of a Brad Keselowski fan. I'd love to see him win, but honestly, if he wins and uh, if Jimmy Johnson wins, I'm not gonna like go cry. I mean, I might. I don't have any reason to hate the guy. He's uh, one of the best drivers we've ever seen in the sport. So if he wins, I mean, I was happy when he didn't win because you know finally somebody else won. But uh, you know if he wins, you know honestly with me, it's not the end of the world. He's. I think after he. He qualified the pole in Martinsville and won, only because NASCAR screwed Jeff Gordon over, who could have and should have won that race, but if it's in butts or candy and nuts. And then at Texas, I think it was, it's a track that's uh, it's a lot of, um, you know, unknowns, a lot of uncertainties when you go, because, you know, if it's fuel miles, you know, if it's speed, you know, the, the long green flag runs or the quick cautions, which we did see in Sunday's race. But he, he goes out, average in practice, sets the Okay, he has a good shot. At, a good shot at at least contending. Leads about 130 laps. The uh, pretty much majority of the 130 laps that were under green, and you're like, great, he's gonna run away with this. Then the caution started flying. Then uh, Kozlowski was leading. And Kyle Busch was leading. And then Jeff Gordon got up there. And of course he uh, ran out of gas and ruined his chances because he was the wave around. Didn't uh-huh. get the lucky dog. Yeah. But then uh, Kozlowski runs into Johnson. Mm-hmm. Things get exciting. Yeah. But then. Uh, Mark Martin spins out, forcing a green-white checkered finish, and Jimmy Johnson ends up winning. Rightfully so. He had the best car all weekend. And needless to say, that was he's now seven points ahead of Kislowski. The most he's been ahead this year in the chase. Now he goes into Phoenix, where this spring they've been finished fourth and fifth respectively, and Jimmy Johnson has won four times there. Brad Kislowski has not. Do you, th- so this, do you think just this will be the race that sort of separates the final blow from Kislowski and Johnson, or do you think Kislowski has something up his sleeve with Crucci Paul Wolf and will end up with a showdown in Homestead? I think we're going to have a showdown in Homestead. Yes! I believe that, uh, you know, whoever's had the lead, the other guy's been right behind. I think we'll see it like we saw last year. I think Brad Kislowski will step up his game. Penske's given him all the resources to do it. Penske definitely wants a championship. So I really think that this, he's going to have a big, really strong race. I think Jimmy Johnson may be the favorite to win, but Brad Keselowski will finish top five and still be in the mix. And I think this race will be decided in uh, Homestead. He's done very well this year, Keselowski has. Uh, he actually has gone out and proven he's won the chase races. Of course, Johnson was sort of trying to play catch-up. I'd like to see someone play a spoiler this weekend, though, at Phoenix. Like, H.C. Kane always runs well at Phoenix won last year in the Red Bull car. Uh, Jeff Gordon has won races in Phoenix, ironically. And uh, Kyle Busch, mm. who is someone that uh, finished in the top five in all three events at Texas, which was very surprising. So he's yeah. a very common face in the media center. I wouldn't say he's a nice guy because he's sort of a little cognizant after the uh, nationwide race, which is a very exciting championship run as well. Kazuki Stenhouse and Elliot Sadler are tied. And also in the truck series, shout out to James Busher, Plano, Texas native, who's still leading the points. And a shout out to his teammate, Nelson P.K. Jr., former F1 yeah. star, sponsored by Tag Heuer. Had a really cool thing. Uh, Tag Heuer made special night vision glasses for him to wear for the Texas race. Goodness. Interesting, though. They weren't like the, the green ones that you see in the black, black uh, Call of Duty Black Ops or whatever, yeah. which is in 3D, apparently. I saw the commercials for oh, that. Goodness. And I could really just explode any TV. Or what's the ones? Viewmongus, like the 80-inch TV that 
Sharp is bringing out, or Vios, or whoever. But, um, very cool to see the, uh, be interesting to see Busher win, and also I'd like to see, as much as I love uh, Elliot Sadler, it'd be cool to see Ricky Stenhouse win back-to-back, because the way he has done it has been very interesting, because he's been pretty pretty dejected, has a couple bad finishes here and there, won at Kansas, finished uh, fourth at Texas by passing three cars in the final lap to tie, and the race would, uh, the chase would have ended now for the Nationwide Series. Stenhouse would be winning, so he'd win, get the momentum, go to Cup next year. Interesting, though. But Jimmy Johnson's going to win this weekend. Who am I kidding? I'd like to see other people win. But, um, say la vie. Uh, Flo, uh, breaking news also for uh, American Athletics. Would we like to, like, uh, round the bandwagons out with that? You know Keith Gill is leaving. I, I do. I found out last week, and I was I was disappointed because I always thought he'd done a pretty good job, so. He's going to Richmond, yep. so, uh, you know, applause to him. It's uh, very sad that he will be leaving this time. I'd like to get him on the show, though, before he leaves. I'd love to talk to him about the legacy. But someone else we want to get on the show, David Taylor, member of the President's Cabinet. Not Obama's, but Neil Kerwin's, of course. Ah. Uh, apparently, he still uh, played uh, athletics at North Carolina Chapel Hill. We'd love to be interested to see what kind of... He's the interim athletic director, personally appointed by Dr. Kerwin. Whose house got uh not raided but uh protested the other night. Oh really? By uh, the cause, the cause with no e. Ah, that's right. Oh okay, I've seen those guys around. But he has done work with the uh, the NCAA. He uh, works with WAMU, which has no sports station or show, which is really interesting. But um, he does a lot of good work with the administrative side of sports. He was one of the, actually one of the big reasons that they brought Gill in back in 2006, I believe. So, David Taylor, interim athletic director. Interested to see uh, how he works. Also, another shout out to uh, United States men's soccer fans out there. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> everyone, of course. Uh, they they announced the um, final group stages for where the teams are going to be playing in something Concacaf called the Hex, which is the six teams. That enter into the uh, the final the final round essentially for a World Cup qualifying, where uh, you find out who the teams that play. So it's Mexico, Honduras, United States, Panama, Jamaica, and I want to say Costa Rica. The United States plays Honduras in February. So and they play Mexico at home. Don't know where yet. September 30th, which will be a very interesting showdown because they will be coming. Full head of steam after the United States upset Mexico. I believe it was in August or September. But whatever. But Flo, are you still excited? USA Soccer. It's been a soccer-related show. Yeah. Uh, you think the United States could, uh, skeptical of the way they did in regular qualifying, almost not advancing out, had to essentially win out to make it to this next round. Do you think now with the fiercer competition of teams, the USA will make it to the World Cup once again? Uh, I think they will make it to the World Cup. I'm not making any predictions for what they would do in the World Cup. Hey, but, that's uh, 2014. Yeah, but I think they'll ultimately end up, I think, uh, in the World Cup. I think Klinsman's done a solid job. I, I, I like him. I think he could be the right man for the job. So I think we'll end up getting to the World Cup. And we got the funk. Oh, well, uh, glory be, the funk's on me, Bobby. Keep that funk alive. Keep that funk alive. Well, this might be 75, and I'll just be keeping the ball alive. Mm-hmm. 
to it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it is time for our critically acclaimed segment, Tweets from Flow. Bottom line is go to twitter.com slash bflow360 and wonder what in the world Mr. Florence has been tweeting about getting the inside information. Flow, you were doing a lot of stuff on Twitter during the election, weren't you? Happy? Are you very happy or sad that Obama won? I'm relatively happy that I think he won. I think he's done a solid job. I think that when he came in, he made too many promises for things that will get done, which I feel is always a problem. I think uh, he did come with a deep hole. I think we're starting to do a solid job. I mean, I don't love him. But let's just throw it out. I don't think he's amazing. I'm not like what other folks are like. They think he's, you know, Christ. But I think he's done a solid job, and hopefully we keep the country on the right track. Uh, another interesting tweet. Well, actually, not really a tweet, but um, something you said last night. Uh, who's the guy? The WWE guy, WWE. Vince McMahon? Yes. You said his wife ran for uh, Senate? She did. Second time. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I sort she of ran I, this year and I was sort of caught off guard. What, what platform does she run on? What, what is the Republican she? Republican Party. Really? Yeah. She said she didn't win again. No, she lost. Are you upset by that? Uh, would you like to see politics and WWE mesh together? I mean, you know, there really would have been a huge amount of mesh. But, uh, yeah, I was skeptical. Two years ago, she spent a lot of money. She ran a better campaign this time than two years ago. But it's it's a pretty Democratic state, so it's always going to be tough for Republicans to win. What state is that? That is uh, state of Connecticut. Oh, jeez. And then we're, um... That's how the mess from Jersey. Who am I kidding? Do we know anyone from UConn? Oh, one of your tweets said, did someone just light a firework on the quad? What was all that? What was that about? Yeah, that was, uh... I thought I heard something that sounded like a firework come from the quad, so I walked over to check it out on the election night, but there was nothing there, so... Just a false alarm. I see a lot of political tweets. Big in politics, aren't you, Flo? I am, very much so. Uh... Oh, actually, no, another thing. Uh, speaking of, uh, you also mentioned Skyfall. That does come out today. We have to play the James Bond theme. It is rightfully so to our fans. Are you excited for this movie? Uh, I am. You know, I I saw the previews. Like, oh, this looks awesome. But, like, I feel like you see it's about every Bond film. But it's got unbelievable reviews. So it's looking like to be pretty good. So I may have to, you know, I'm very cheap. But I may have to fork out some money to go see it sometime. A family of Dells singing the uh, the theme song yeah, for I, it. Yeah, I listen to the theme song and it's it's really good. It's like it's like right out of the sixties. Yeah, it's what today? Tonight, actually, right? Yeah. Uh, go see Skyfall. Of course, we're plugging it. It's a freaking Bond movie. Everyone has to go see this. You weren't a big, you weren't a big fan of Quantum of Solace, were you? I didn't see it. I know all my friends saw it. They. they... <laughs> Also, I'm noticing your Twitter background. It's uh, I can't really read it, but uh, it's readings from something. What city is this? Oh, Asbury Park. Very first Bruce Springsteen album. Classic stuff. That should be an ongoing theme you should do. Constantly changing your uh, background. That's what I've been doing. 
Really? Because I noticed, I noticed the Smash Mouth, and then you had the Who. Yeah. That could be something. If fans figure, if fans go to twitter.com slash beeflow360, and every week, email us, or uh, text flow, I don't know, we'll give it a number, 970-285-04-3167. I think it's more than seven digits. But if you post on the uh, Facebook page, send us a message on Fanatic Radio's Facebook page to find out what Flo's uh, background is. Because you, you do it every week. No. Or just whenever. Just whenever. Just, if, you, if you message us between now and Christmas, what Flo's backgrounds were, we will bring you a personally signed shirt of Chris Aldob merchandise from the Sports Zone website. Yep. And we'll give you two free tickets to Tech Talk on ATV. And I'll shave my head. I'm just going to say that. There's no shave November, so I'll wait till uh, December for that. But one of the interesting things that Tyler Tamea asked me to do from Tweets from Flow, which is the critically acclaimed segment, loved by everyone, is um, we noticed you have two. We noticed the other day in Don Marcus's class, you have uh, 282 followers. And this is strictly from Tyler. I had nothing to do with this because he was curious about it. And if we can load this up. Because I mean, we noticed uh, some of your some of your boys from. Uh, I noticed Chris Aldal follows you on Twitter. Yeah. The Immortal CED. Yeah. Uh, there there are a couple of funny ones that that Tyler wanted me to point out to you. Really. If we. <laughs> if we can find it. But anyway, any other big plans this weekend, Flo? Before you wrap the show. Not really. Up? Got some homework to do, but uh, hang out. Got any big plans? Yes, Sunday, of course. I'm blue in the face from saying that. Uh, hopefully, phone's been blowing up during the break, but for, once again, this has been Fnatic Radio, uh, com's critically acclaimed sports and music program, pretty much the only one in the world. Uh, we're on the same level as Mike and the Mad Dog, because I don't think it's a show anymore. It's just Mad it's Dog. Not. It's yes. Just Mad Dog and just uh, Francis, they, they split up a few years ago. So. We won't, though. I mean, not, not until I graduate. Yeah. But who knows? Grad school could be calling. Or uh, another semester. I'm just kidding, Mom. Please don't get mad. And don't say that. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. I was getting texts from uh, club basketball people that um, yeah, we may or may not have a game against Loyola this weekend. But intramural start, which uh, Tyler Tomei was very excited for because he is one of the uh, award-winning officials uh, involved in the, uh, the intramural point-shaving system last year, which uh, was hush-hush under the rug. But we're still... Oh, here we go. Here's one of them. Um, maybe. Nope, never mind. Oh, here we go. Here are two. Here are two wonderful of uh, B-Flow's followers. There are some explicits in their uh, descriptions. But Wait, needless well, to, why are we doing this? Needless to say... I mean, ladies, this, this segment's already going on way too long. <laughs> needless to say, the ladies love flow. But any other shout-outs before we end the show? Once again, uh, shout-out to the fans listening... To, uh, oh yeah. That you can catch this on iTunes on uh, the podcast. Any other shout outs you want to give out? Uh shout out to Tyler Tamea at Tyler Tamea on Twitter. He's just a great guy. He has a Twitter. Yeah, you didn't know that? I had no idea. <laughs> Those are so his mannerisms. Follow Tyler Tamea. Uh, I want to give a shout out well first and more importantly to the American men's soccer team. If they win on Sunday, uh, it'll be the first Petro League championship in quite some time. This is a team that has lost in the finals three years in a row. Now, the Texas Rangers lost in the World Series twice and ultimately didn't get it back. I was a little nervous because I thought that same syndrome would hit American this year. They've been very resilient. Shout out to Colin Siegfried, who was uh, 
Scholar Athlete of the Year, which is very which is very surprising considering he hashtags School is for Fools about once a week and watches a lot of TV. But uh, who is this? Colin Siegfried, ah. uh, forward on the American University men's soccer team. Shout out to Chris Balsado, who was named Defensive Player of the Year. Billy Knudsen, who was named Goalkeeper of the Year. And shout out to my boy Ryan Morales, Dallas, Texas native. Went to high school with my brother. Second second team All PL. But with Morales and Goldman and Al St. King graduating, you essentially return a team that has the majority of the award winners, uh-huh. the majority of the goal scoring, and hopefully they could be defending their title, if not making it to the finals four years in a row and would be hungrier than ever. If you have to think of any other team hungrier, write to us at... I'm Aaron Vale and love the Buffalo Bills. I have yet to win a Super Bowl because of Jim Kelly and yeah. field kickers missing... At uh, 4,400 Mass Ave, uh, whatever we are. But uh, that was, that's all the time we have for today. As Booker T and the MGs will send us out once again. Go uh, hit up Flow on the blog, bflow360.com. Uh, hashtag Twitter at bflow360. He tweets a lot, which is good. To stay active. Uh, tweeting, trying to uh, contest to tweet more than Shaquille O'Neal because he has been featured on uh, Inside the NBA. Yep. Saying happy birthday to Charles Barkley. Uh, oh, yeah, it's birthday. Oh, I was just saying, no, you tweeted at him when it was his birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think it did. Oh, yeah. Once again, you can check out the podcast on iTunes, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash fanaticradio if you want to listen to more. Once again, Fanatic Radio is sponsored by Oddwell. I need to taste the goodness. And the radio program at uh, Procter & Gamble. It provides content, experience, and... Solutions related to helping you feel good, excel socially, get a job, and save money. If it's to the RadioU Facebook page for more from the notorious Ben Florence, I'm Michael Gardner, and we'll be back next week for our Thanksgiving show, right? No, Thanksgiving's the week after. It'll just be an extension of my brother's birthday. But uh, from our Washington, D.C. studio via Radio Saigon, Mac Radio saying so long. We'll see you next week. <laughs>